Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. I'm Jason Roundsville with my co-host, Dylan Ray. And today we have special guest, James Jean. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, for, for those of you who haven't, well, I'm sure most, if, if you're a bow hunter, if you're an archer, I'm sure at some point in time they run across your stuff, whether or not they knew exactly whose it was. But you have some amazing archery videos on YouTube. I mean, you do some stuff with a bow that is, if, if it wasn't for those slow-mo replays, I'm not sure I'd believe it. Yeah, the slow-mo definitely helps a lot, but it's, uh, yeah, I just like going out there, having fun, you know, just seeing what I could do with the bow. And what, what got you started? Well, let's go clear back. What got you started in archery to begin with? Uh, archery, I don't really know. Ever since I grew up, I had, you know, always kind of grew up in the country and I had a bow kind of near me on hand, but I didn't really get super serious until i was about 18 and my dad gave me a compound bow for my graduation and uh i got after that i got super addicted addicted to it and uh, it's mostly for bow hunting you know that's how i really got into it i was a big hunter growing up and my father was a huge hunter as well and got got the compound and you know started working at it practicing still targets you know uh got a buck that year i was and then i was hooked and shooting every day and it got to the point where i was 
feeling a little burnt out shooting still targets. Right. So I started making targets, and uh, you know, the first one I made was a zip line. And then some point, a little bit after that, I got a recurve and somehow got a hold of fl- some flute flu arrows. And then we started throwing up aerial targets. And from there, kind of evolved to what I'm doing now, 10 years later. Wow. Okay. And so, um, you know, tell us a little bit about, for those of you who maybe haven't seen your videos, give us an idea. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great stuff. You're, you're shooting clay pigeons out of the air. You're, you're actually shooting clay pigeons behind the back with a mirror. I mean, off, off of bouncing off of a, a board. I mean, you're, you're shooting balloons, like curving arrows around stuff. I'm, uh, tell us, explain, like, to people who haven't seen it, like, what are some of the, the tricks that you just love doing? Uh, yeah, so I just like I was saying earlier, I kind of suffer for burnout. So I always try to keep it fresh with different shots. So I basically, you know, I always like trying new things and learning new things. So I can go, you know, and I'll try to expand, you know, what kind of trick shots I do by either like I'll do mostly aerial shots. And then, you know, I could shoot something regular. I could shoot it behind the back, behind the head, with my feet, you know, without looking, without looking behind my head. And and then I can go, you know, use that same stuff to other targets. Like I could shoot an arrow up in the air and while it's coming down, split it. And, you know, I love shooting clays because I kind of, I shot sporting clays for a little while and had a clay machine. So that's really fun. That's probably my favorite thing to do. Okay. The sporting clays. And yeah. And, uh, you know, aspirins, I know, all kinds of stuff. I just try to keep things fresh. And uh, yeah. like, I saw the aspirin out of the air. And, and the other one that I, I mean, there's a bunch of them I like. But, but the other one that was really neat to me is where you pin the ring to the hay bale. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fun shot. Um, it took me a while to figure it out. But I got it. And then I've done it some other ways. Like, uh, I've done it again regular and behind the head. And actually done that on a on a show called shooting usa nice i don't know if, if uh you know who uh byron ferguson was he's a big trick shooter with the longbow okay he was on that show and then that's what kind of got me interested in trick shots in the first place and then it's kind of neat going on that show now and kind of following his footsteps have you ever got to yeah. shoot have you ever got to shoot with him no i want to meet him uh you know the people i work with with that show you know they all filmed them back in the day and he he lives in alabama somewhere i don't know exactly but i'd, I'd love to meet with him and talk to him about stuff and it'd be really kind of neat meeting a hero kind of you yeah. know that that was one of my biggest questions going into this was did you start off trick shooter gone bow hunter or did you start off bow hunter gone trick shooter uh which you've already answered but did did going trick shooting make you a better bow hunter like did it make you more confident in the field uh you know i'm just thinking i'm like man if i could shoot an aspirin out of the air to hit a deer's vitals would be easy you know yeah well it's a it's a different type of archery you'll you know shooting aspirin out of the air is different than shooting still targets but it definitely what helped me with it and what i really enjoy about it is around here people shoot archery mainly because of bow season and after bow season, they'll kind of stop and do, you know, whatever else they want to do. And then they'll pick it back up during archery season again next year. This this kind of gave me a way where I could shoot year round. So it automatically kind of boosts my confidence up where, I, you know, I'll, I'm always on the bow at some point during the week. 
Now, are you when you're out bow hunting? Which which bow are you grabbing? Are you taking a recurve, or are you going to grab the compound? Uh, I'm an opportunist. It's pretty much where I hunt is uh, what I like to bring. Now, I, I live on a well, I don't live on it, but I grew up on a a farm here in Georgia, and it's it's a mixture of swamp and open pasture fields. So if I'm hunting out in the field, then I'll bring a gun. If I'm hunting in the woods, I'll bring a compound or a recurve. It just depends on what situation, you know, range wise, um, I have, but you know, (laughs) but it's kind of hard to, hard to shoot one of the recurve when you're in a tower in the middle of the field kind of deal. Understood. Yeah. And so what has, I can imagine when you're doing some of these shots, you have to get to know your equipment really well. So I can imagine it would make you a, a better shooter. Has there been anything like bad habits that you picked up trick shooting or, or anything like that where you have to kind of do it a different way when you're hunting? Yeah. So for the past nine years, I've been shooting recurve. I've been using, using mostly instinctive. And I'm pretty darn confident with it. But every now and then, when you shoot instinctive, you always get that one wild arrow. Every, I don't know what what's the deal with that, but you always get that one arrow that just shoots weird. And it kind of kind of ruined my confidence a little bit in the deer woods when, you know, when that shot really counts, can you make it instinctively? And uh, so I started playing around with different aiming methods. But I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if you can call this instinctive but or split vision. Um, now I've been kind of using more with still targets. Uh, I'm kind of looking, I'm not looking at the arrow point or down in the arrow, but I got the arrow like kind of in line with my eye where I'm kind of, I, I can get tighter groups now and I feel more confident where it's like an extra little, you know, I don't know how to really explain it, but it's a, uh, it makes me more sure of my shot whenever okay. it comes down to it, when you're shooting cold like that. And, but, uh, yeah, I've been playing around with that. And it seems to be helping out a lot this year. Nice. So now uh, what's your next, do you hunt out, outside of Georgia or most of it just in state or what's, what's your hunting calendar look like? Uh, most of it's in state. Um, it's, it's pretty, uh, another thing that I grew up doing is uh, I, I was big into filming and skateboarding, but I, uh, back in 2013, I started filming professionally for outdoor shows. So, um, I started with a show called trophy quest and then, you know, whether, whether we go travel or something every now and then there'll be a hunt that pops up that I can go and do. So it's kind of like that's, it's kind of situational right now. we got Turkey season going on and the weather's kind of cold. So the turkeys ain't really on right now, but pretty soon I'll be out in the woods chasing after turkeys okay you do a lot of bird hunting with your recurve yes uh yeah that's a, another benefit um that that same show i'll go down there and film and they have a quail plantation also down in south georgia and uh sometimes whenever i get done filming i'll get out there with the bow and shoot some quail that's awesome man yeah it's super fun i, I really enjoy that yeah I, a, I did that a little bit last yeah i did some grouse hunting with my bow last year and um, grouse aren't quite as fast as quail. Oh wow! Yeah, that's but, pretty neat. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was something something nice to do. I, I don't, you know, I, was, I watch your stuff and and I used like I kind of for me I flash back and I used to watch Tom Knapp shoot 
you know, trick shots with a Benelli shotgun. Yeah. I used to look at some of the things he did, and I'd be like, you know what? If I practice, I can do that. Yeah. And I would watch some of the stuff you do, and I'm like, I don't think there's enough practice time in my day for that. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, anybody can do it, whether they want to put the time into something like that. You know, that's up to them. This is kind of. I don't know. This is kind of unseen territory here where I'm getting into. So, uh, you know, if you put the time in and effort in, it will, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely do it. But, it's, you know, it's just whether you whether or not you want to put in the time. Yeah. Now, do you, you know, I was just going to ask you a question about your equipment. Do you drop to a really low poundage when you're shooting those kind of trick shots? So, um, I just shoot what I'm comfortable with. Um, uh, the main bow I use is it's it's got 40 pound limbs, and whenever it's at my draw, it's about 47 pounds. So it's I don't know it's you know it's enough to kill a deer if you want to, but yeah, uh, that's the kind of poundage I like to use. No, I just didn't know you know with that quick shooting you know having to pull and shoot quick you know I didn't know if you were if it was easier to do that with you know 20 pounds or 25 pounds because um, you're not worried about you know penetration and harvesting an animal you're just worried about hitting whatever it is you're hitting so i didn't know um if it just became a lot easier if you drop down to a really low poundage bow or not yeah i played around with it and uh it's it's been a while since i played around with it but i just been ever since i started i had a 40 pound bow and i just got so used to that speed especially with the moving targets getting that timing down that's a that's the main thing uh is you know the best way to to get like stay good at it is to keep the same bow and shoot that same bow as often as possible and you just kind of get really comfortable where it's kind of like an extension of your arm yeah where you can get used to that you know used to the lead of the target or something like that just you know i can pick up that bow and i know where it's going to hit before i even let go now you're shooting the uh hoyt um satori satori that's it yeah awesome man yeah it's a it's a great bow i really like it they uh they sent me the Satori, and then I, I, I got carbon, uh, the, the carbon Velos limbs, kind of a higher performance limbs than what comes with the Satori, and man, that thing is smooth, and it feels like it's faster than my last bow. It's, it's crazy. That's awesome. That's a, yeah, I, I really enjoy that bow. I, I don't, I don't know if I'll switch to another one for a long time. Well, we like hearing that. Hoyt's been a long time partner, so, so we oh, like yeah. Ken. Like hearing about that. I was actually just yeah. telling Jason before we got on the phone. I'm like, man, we really need to have him come do a uh, a show or a, a you know a performance or whatever at one of our conventions. I think I think that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, that'd be that'd be neat. I've been trying to dabble in the live shows a little bit. I'm just I'm so I'm kind of at a crossroads right here because I started filming and editing hunting shows full time, and then Corona started so i started working on the family farm here and now it's picking back up where i'm doing the farm editing at night and i'll shoot maybe you know a couple hours a week and i think i need to get to a point where i'll either you know want to dabble in this bow shooting full time where i can have the time to really get down and practice for the live shows um it just it takes a lot out of me doing the live shows for right now but i eventually want to do it i've done a couple already and then i've done you know talent shows like on tv and stuff like that and then but uh yeah it's definitely a lot of work but i'd like like to get into that one day yeah that's neat i think i think a lot of our people would like it because obviously we're all about bow hunting and 
And we have a huge traditional uh, segment for our members that they are all about the, the trad bows and, and doing it doing it that way. So I think they could appreciate that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be good. Yeah, I really, I definitely want to get into it one day. It's just a, uh, yeah, it's a it takes a lot out of me doing a live show. I'm just I'm I'm pretty socially awkward, and I need to work, you know, <laughs> get to talking to people more. <laughs> talking in front of people that's the biggest thing like i can shoot yeah. all right but once i turn around that's when the nerves start to kick in <laughs> they say that uh i saw a study one time where more people are afraid of public speaking than spiders or heights or death so, <laughs> yeah i'll take any of them <laughs> yeah, yeah just about <laughs> yeah. See, i can't do heights at all but man you give me a microphone i'm okay so, <laughs> what uh yeah it's a what? It's equivalent to buck fever, I think, when it when it comes to me shooting in front of people. Yeah, yeah. Just take a deep breath. It's all gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> how did a? So how does it work when you when you come up with a new shot? You know, say, uh, who knows, bending an arrow around a wall to hit a balloon. When you come up with that idea, how long does it take to really figure out how to make that shot possible? You know, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with like Dude Perfect, but I've heard them talk and like, well, sometimes it takes, you know, six hours to, to make a shot, you know? And, uh, so, so what's, what's your process of like thinking of a, a trick shot to do and then making that trick shot happen? Oh yeah. It's a, it's definitely a process. It's a lot of trial and error at first, but basically how I'll go into it now, you know, I'm more into social media. I've been doing, you know, I've been doing trick shots for TV shows for about eight years now, but I'm starting to get into social media. So now before I even think about it, I think about how I'm going to film it and whether the conditions are going to be good or what I need to get that on film, you know, right. And then I'll go into it. Like say I'll, uh, it depends on kind of what I'm doing. It depends on the conditions, like especially when it's windy day, that's when it kind of throws everything off and makes things harder. So it's kind of depending on the weather. But uh, say I'm curving an arrow, um, you know, I'll most time when I'm bored, I'll tinker around with, you know, arrow weight, arrow spine, where I place the feathers, and I'll just grab a, make a handful of weird arrows and I'll shoot them and see what they do. And then if I figure out something they'll do, whether it's curving or it'll flip a 360 or do a front flip, then I'll try to work a trick shot around it. And you know, before I even go out there and film, I'm playing in the barn with hay bales and I'm trying to figure out the distance. All right, it's going to curve this much at this distance. And then that's the kind of figuring out part. And then once, once I get that situated, then I'll go out in the field and try to film it. And then, um, yeah, stuff like that. Just like, uh, I was on a TV show, uh, back in September and they wanted me to do a five arrow, five balloon shot. And it took me, took me about took me about a week to figure that out how to do it like it took me it didn't take me long to get the shot but it took me a long time to figure out how to get that shot consistent because i'm not using i'm not using five arrow rests and five arrow knocks i'm kind of squeezing the arrows between my fingers and trying to get that right spread in order to hit the target and that took a long time to kind of figure out to get to do but uh, luckily i got it in the show first try really yeah that's that had to be kind of a relief. <laughs> Did you just turn around and say, yep, no worries. Uh, yeah, it's, you got to watch that thing. On. I was so I was so stressed out. Like, it was during 
it was during the COVID time and we had, they had a hotel rented out and this was called the go big shows on TBS. Uh, Snoop Dogg was one of the hosts of Burt Crasher, Jennifer Nettles, Cody Rhodes and Rosario Dawson. And I was so nervous. This is my second round, but I was, I mean, I couldn't, I could hardly sleep at night and I was worried about that shot. And then I finally got it figured out, figured out how I was going to shoot. And then some reason the day before somebody touched my arrows and the, how kind of how I figured out that spread is I had the, the knocks turned just right where it spread just right when I squeezed them just, you know, at the perfect time. And somebody was playing with them knocks for some reason. Oh, and no. that morning I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to practice, make sure everything's shooting right. And I shot, I was like, holy crap, there's two arrows, you know, two feet to the left where they shouldn't be, you know? And it took me another, you know, 30 minutes to figure that out <laughs> to get everything uh, straightened back up before I shot. So it, I, I just posted that clip on, on, a, I think Instagram a couple of days ago. And you could just see right after that shot, how relieved I was. I was, I mean, I was hooping and hollering. Where can they, I was so excited. where can they find you on Instagram? So it's at James Gene trick shots on everything. So you just type in James Gene trick shots on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, whatever. And you can, most likely video pop up now is it is it more stressful for you um and I, I only have one i only have one experience with this but is it more stressful for you shooting in front of non-archers who don't understand the difficulty of the shot and the reason i ask is because one time i was at a church event and they're like dylan we want you to light the bonfire with an arrow and i'm like cool so there's gasoline all over the wood and they're trying to like light my arrow and I got to get it off my hand before the arrow burns in my hand. And I missed the bonfire like three times. And so everybody (laughs) was like, everybody was like, I thought you were an archer. And I'm like, you don't understand. This isn't like, this isn't how I shoot, you know, like this is difficult. And so is it more, is it more stressful shooting in people in front of people who don't understand what you're doing? Yes, it is. Um, yeah, the, the first live show I done in front of a is kind of a primitive workshop they did, and is is around thirty people, and they made bows, they learned how to make bows, and made recurve bows, and some people brought their own recurves, and they shot all weekend. So once I got there, I was a uh, it was a pretty windy day, so I didn't curve any arrows, but I done a lot of aerial shots, and I shot clays, and they really appreciated that. They thought that was amazing. And then the and then I done another show is probably in front of one hundred and fifty people. And it was, it was a youth quail hunt. And there's a lot of kids out there. And a lot of them were, uh, it's like 4-H, you know, sporting clay teams. And they're seeing me shoot. And they're just like, I can hear them laughing in the background. It's so close. You know, it looks, it's too easy. It, and like, I was dying. I was like, oh my God, I'm bombing here. <laughs> and it really got in my head where I started missing something. And it was, uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and then yeah, that's a thing too. Just with these talent shows, also, it's like you really almost have to appreciate the misses to enjoy, you know, the makes. Yeah. And sometimes when you make it first try, it just looks way too easy. And I I started noticing that with the other people, the other talents is like basically what they're doing is easy, but they make it look hard, and that's something I got to work on, I believe. There you go. Well, it looks hard to me. So now you miss them on purpose, just to make it look harder. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't see any misses on the videos I saw, but that looks hard enough to me. Oh, there's 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 definitely misses in there, but yeah, it's uh some things some things are just luck, you know, with Archer's paradox and stuff like that. And uh, 
you know, basically you just try to be on as much as possible in order to get the shot in the shortest time possible. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a lot of trial and error with this stuff. So do you ever have, have you ever had, if you can't tell Jason, I've been excited for this phone call. I've got tons of questions. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> have you ever had, James, have you ever had one of those keyboard warriors come on and talk about how, you know, this isn't good shot execution. You're not practicing good shot execution. And you're like, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not shooting at a steel target. You know, I don't, I'm not coming to yeah. full, full draw and, and, and practicing back tension. And, you know, I'm, that's not the point of this shot. Do you ever have those kind of people? Oh yeah. All the time. It's, uh, it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly with the archery community. Usually the people that don't, not in archery, they kind of like, they appreciate it more, but yeah, it's a, it's a different type of, it's definitely a different type of archery that what people see. And a lot of people like, they'll they'll comment on you know the arrow flight and sometimes i i notice this by doing it like by watching the slow-mo footage you can't really tell with you know with your regular phone slow-mo at 240 frames per second but but like uh 480 feet per second and higher you could tell you could see that arrow fish talent and stuff and you can really notice that in a moving target it tends to uh torque the arrow more where it starts fish tailing more and and it'll, uh, the wind too will affect it a lot when you see it that slow. And it's like, I hear a lot of people talking about, yeah, you need to tune your arrow and, you know, I can tune it. It flies good at a straight target, but whenever I'm moving that bow around, shoot moving target, it's going to affect the arrow flight somehow. And, you know, if I switch from a regular arrow to a flu flu, and then I'll get, you know, the people that comment, you know, it took a million tries, you know, three years, you know, I need to get a girlfriend, but it's a, I try not to let it get to me. Sometimes I I get to the point where I just I try not to look at the comments because it doesn't do anything good but just make me mad. Yeah, I mean, some people if they can't do, they're going to criticize those that do. Yeah. So uh, I try to I try to comment some, and you know it, it just depends. It's just a lot of it's a lot of stuff to uh, keep up with if you try to keep up with the comments. But you know, it's not. I try not to not to let it affect what I do. Some people, you know. They'll say it's too close, and that's another thing too. Is that they're not there. They're not. The, the biggest thing with me is I try to film it good. So if it's zoomed in with the camera, it actually looks closer than what it actually is. You know, some other people might use GoPros where it makes it look like it's, you know, 40 yards away when it's actually 10 yards away. You know, it's a. And that's, I get all kinds of comments like that, but it's just you know I know what's happened. But I know what happened there. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you don't like it, I've got some extra aspirin. I'll throw them up for you if you want to try. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, is this your is this your boy that's in some of the videos shooting? Yeah, that's Jameson there. So did you uh did you take did you take the same steps with him? Like uh you're gonna start with a, a compound and, and learn how, you know, good shot execution and and then move into a recurve and then move into trick shots, or was it more of like a you know, let's just teach you from the beginning trick shots? Um, it's basically, I, I got, he's using that same little Lombo for right now. He's just, he's six years old and he's been shooting since he's four, but I try not, I'm, I'm not pushing him. That's awesome. All. It's just whenever he wants to do it and then whatever he wants to do, we'll do it. And if he wants to shoot stuff out of the air or shoot a ramp or something, that's up to him. But when we first started, we, sh- we started shooting moving dark. I mean, still targets to kind of get his, his, uh, man, it, my mind went to a blank here. His I muscle memory him. down. Yeah. Yeah. To get, you know, get, get a feeling where that air is going to go. And, uh, from there he started moving on, but he's, he's, uh, he's really excited about it. He wants to, he wants to be a 
trick shotter when he grows up, but I'm trying to trying to get him to go into other avenues. But he's he's having a lot of fun with it, and you know he's he's really into the outdoors. He likes going fishing, and he likes coming with me. He went with me hunting a lot this year, and it's it's pretty neat, you know, going through the same stuff my dad went with me whenever I was younger. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So hopefully you can, you know, he'll keep at it, and he'll might become a good archer one day. There you go. Now, uh, in Georgia, what? Uh, how old does he have to be able to? How old do you have to be to hunt in Georgia? Uh, I'm not. I don't know if there is an age limit. I need to look into it. Um, I think. I mean, I all know is you got to be 16 to hunt by yourself. I'm not for sure if okay. there's a, if, if there's a if there's an age limit on hunting itself. But I don't think there is one. I yeah, I know. I know where I grew up. Uh, you had to be, you know, within you had to be with a, an adult that was licensed, and and however yeah. far from that person when you're hunting or whatever, and and you know, then when you turn whatever age, you can get your license and hunt by yourself. And so, yeah, I know that's how it was when I grew up. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. The the DNR here, it's a, uh, they're not really specific on game law on some of the game laws, and I tried to look at look them all up, but. Uh, I, you know, from what from what I've seen, I haven't seen an age limit yet. Okay. Yeah, I know each state's a little bit different. It keeps changing because I know they want to get youth more involved. So yeah, they make you know they have mentor programs. And I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and my dad and brother, because I've got some nieces, and and one of them just turned 16, so she's she's not going to be able to get all these youth tags anymore. Uh, and now yeah. she's gonna have to go out into the real world that, that we grew up in. And I'm like, man, I never got a chance to to get all this different. They just didn't have it when we were when I was young. So yeah, so yeah, I got a nice. youth turkey season now and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's nice they're reaching out and giving they give give the kids a, a better opportunity to get involved. But then all of a sudden, there's the reality comes in that oh, gee, I don't get an extra three months on this season. My season's only nine days long. You know, I think a lot of that, Jason, revolves around, you know, back in the day, uh, equipment wasn't evolved, and, and a kid couldn't shoot a bow powerful enough to harvest an animal. But now, now if you get a 35-pound compound, I mean, it's it's so efficient that a kid can harvest a deer with it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's a great way to get the kids in, in the outdoors, and, you know, I try, to, I try to keep them in stuff fun, like squirrel hunting and stuff like that, or trapping or whatever. Just to, you know, keep, you know, kids got such a short ex- attention span, deer hunting might not be for them right now. <laughs> they might get bored too quick, but it's, uh, yeah. I try to keep them, you know, some, I try to do something where they get, you know, fairly consistent action, keep them interested. You know, I suffer from that even today. I like <laughs> the action. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can sit there for a while, but you know, every once in a while, you just want to go out and you just want to shoot something. So yeah, yep. That's that, that's that's a big problem with with kids. That they always want something, you know, something to keep them occupied. You know, it's a yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing with me. Whenever I was younger, my dad take me out hunting, and I got kind of burnt out at first because it was like, um, you know, he got really big into management real early, and uh, it was like, you know, you got to sit there all season for, you know, you could you're watching all these does and bucks walk by and you got to wait for a big one. And it kind of, kind of gets you down for a little bit sometimes, you know, when you're a kid, um, yeah. just, you know, sitting in the woods and not having a lot of action. 
yeah, sometimes it's nice to have the, you know, success, even if it's, it, as long as it's your success. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, especially with us, we're in the, you know, with our records program, obviously, you know, we have minimum requirements and everything. So, so it's about the animal and the respect and, and appreciating that trophy, but it's, you know, before we're trophy hunters, we're hunters. And it's nice to get out there and, and everybody has their own set of standards and and their own success chart and, and get to determine that. And uh, and so we just try to appreciate everybody that's out there doing it. Yep. Yep. That's what I try to do. It's a, uh, you know, that's, that's the only problem I feel with social media nowadays. Other people are knocking other people down for, you know, what kind of buck they shot, even though they're, you know, extremely happy with it. And, uh, yeah. It's just, I, th- I feel like that's a big problem, but hopefully, you know, we'll get to the point where it kind of levels out where people were just appreciative of what, you know, other people have, you know, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a good buck in your neck of the woods, but in our buck neck of the woods, that's a trophy of a lifetime, you know? Absolutely. You know, and that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about Pope and Young is that, you know, people think, well, I haven't shot a Pope and Young animal. I can't be a Pope and Young uh, member or, or even worse, like, Oh well, this isn't a Pope and Young animal, so people people are going to judge it and look down on it. Like, no, none of us, you know, feel that way. I mean, uh, I've shot deer that that aren't Pope and Young that I'm just as proud of, you know. Um, yeah. And, and and hey, I promise you, when my kids shoot their first deer, I'm not going to say, oh, it's not even a Pope and Young deer, you know. Um, and that's one of the biggest misconceptions about the club is that we only care about big, world record class animals, and that's just not true, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a no. I appreciate what y'all do. It's a, it's a, it, it's kind of like I was kind of excited when I got a message from y'all. I was like, oh my god, it's Pope and Young, you know. <laughs> but it's a, it, I, I really enjoy what y'all are doing, and I really appreciate it. Well, so, yeah, you know, we appreciate the world records too, but not just the world records. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just uh, you know, it's, it's not the standard. It's a, it's like a, a huge achievement being able to do that. And it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just amazing, you know, having everything down, like, like written down like that. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it would be definitely amazing if I, if I, if I ever get the chance to, you know, harvest the Pope and Young, it would be, it'd be awesome. Well, we'll, we'll be ready for that. We'll be, we'll be looking for that entry next year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, y'all got, you got to have a quail division or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been working on the birds. They're not going for it. So, oh, man. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Of all your shots that you've done so far, do you have one that just sticks out in your mind as, hey, you know what, that was probably my personal favorite? Man, it's tough. Usually my last shot's my personal favorite. Uh, I, I'm trying to – I'm trying to think what I like. I don't know. It's like what people like is not – I just – my biggest thing, I like shooting clays. I think that's fun. If I like – even if there's not a camera around me, just going out there and hitting clays, oh, that's my right. favorite thing to do. Um, okay. It's real, you know, I don't know. Or like just aerial targets are the biggest thing. That's that's mostly my foundation is like moving targets. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a better moving target archer than I am a still target archer. Gotcha. Just because uh, I practice it more, I guess, and I have more fun with it. Yeah. 
And so coming up, what is the next big trick that you're working on? Is there anything you can drop for us right now that you're like, hey, I did five five balloons with five arrows. Here's my next thing. Hmm. Uh trying to think what I'm gonna do next week. Um I know I just got a drone that films in slow-mo, so I'm gonna film some cool slow-mo shots with the drone, like aerial stuff. Um I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna try. It just depends on the conditions, but um I think the next idea I'm working on a Robin Hood shot with a swinging pendulum ring. So there'll okay. be a ring there'll be an arrow in the target and a ring swinging and I'll shoot an arrow and then Robin hood it and then keep catch the ring. Okay. And then, uh, uh, I think one, one I'm looking forward to is, uh, like, a. have been, I've been the past six months. I've been working on like really getting good at the no look shots and I want to do a no look wedding ring. And, uh, let's see. And then I'm going to work on some water drop shots, I think, soon. But it just depends on what what it's looking like. It's been raining a lot, and then the pollen's been killing me out here. So it just depends on the weather conditions, whether I want to go out or not. I just got – I got so many – you know, I got so many uh, so many trick shots. I got already on my hard drive that I haven't really posted yet. So I can kind of – I kind of spread everything out kind of evenly where it's not the same stuff all the time. I try not to, yeah. unless I'm just really like, oh, this thing's going to be cool. <laughs> See, now, the, the one thing that I can completely do um, is the, the water drop shot. That yeah. one, to me, is, is completely simple. I, I have a little different twist on it. I do it in the rain. And yeah, it that's, seems remarkably that's, easier. So. <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's hard, it's hard it's, to miss when it's raining that hard right here. You're going to hit water somewhere. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, there's a easy, there's a trick to everything. It's kind of it might take some time to figure out. But I started some other I seen some other people, not just archers, but I seen other people do it with like guns and like slingshots and stuff. And one thing I I, I did it as a moving target aspect where I seen the water dropped was already falling while I, you know aimed and figured out the lead and then shot it. But I see other people just aiming right under it and they see right before it drops, then they'll let go of the bow and then they'll hit it. Or, you know, right yeah. before it drops, they'll shoot. They'll shoot before the water drops even shot, and it just kind of falls into their projectile. And that's kind of an easy way to, easier way to do it that way. Yeah, if I really need to hit water, I just go to the lake. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. I just said, if you want to do it, that's, I think that would be the way to do it quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but there's, there's all kinds of shots, like, uh, yeah, it's like um, I, I, that's one thing I want to get into more is once I get the time. I'm right right now. I'm pretty darn busy with editing. I got six shows due in June, and I'm finishing up a quality episode for another guy. And uh, but once I get done editing, I want to really hammer down the YouTube stuff and do more how-to stuff because there's some shots out there that I figured out that are pretty easy for somebody just to pick up and learn. Um. And I want to get more into that and more of the, you know, showing people what to do and hopefully get more people into archery year round than just around, you know, hunting season. Right. And so if, if you had like some advice for somebody who's looking into trying some of this, the, the trick shots, what, what kind of advice would you throw out? Oh, just have fun with it. Try not to compare yourself with others. 
um, you know, there's, there's a, uh, it just kind of depends like what kind of foundation, well, majority of people that are getting into it. They have, they're typically into still targets. So you can shoot the easier shots that'll be for them would be maybe a pendulum where it's swinging water bottle or something like that, or shooting in the small, like shooting in like a stationary ring or like a, you know, I try to, I want to say pipe pipes are kind of dangerous. I've realized that over the past few times I've been doing it because sometimes they bounce back and go straight at you. Um, mm. But yeah, pendulums are really easy. I mean, as far just be aware of your surroundings, um, you know, and like with Murphy's law, you just expect, just expect for anything to go wrong. Make sure you have a really good backstop and nobody's behind you when you try some of this stuff. And, you know, especially when you're trying to shoot through something or hit something with your arrow, always double check your arrow and do a flex test. Cause I made some mistakes sometimes where I hit something and it splintered it and I didn't realize it and I shot the arrow and exploded. And, uh, huh. now, now it's, you know, now I'll try to flex test everything. Even when you're hitting like a small coin, sometimes the arrow will just split in half when you're shooting a quarter huh. or splinter it. But, uh, just have fun and um you know it's all you know just yeah that's the main thing just have fun <laughs> just have fun i like it yeah that's uh, a big you know what i think there's there's a lot of people in the world that just need to have more fun yeah they'll they'll be better off they'll be happier as a person they just have fun <laughs> yeah well um, james one of the things one question we ask every guest that comes on is when you're out and and this might even be different for you because you're doing you know tv shows and and different things so we always ask hey when you're out in the woods but we're going to expand that out when you're out shooting your bow what is one thing maybe a a non-traditional item that you like to have with you that maybe not everybody would think about Hmm. i like to have a notebook and uh, whatever comes up in my mind, like an idea or some kind of trick or something, I like to write that down and make sure I can remember it down the road. Um, just because, especially when I'm shooting, sometimes when I'm learning a shot, there's just a, a little tiny tweak you could do to just make that shot a lot easier. Okay. And uh, I like to keep a notebook for that apparent reason. Like, uh, you know, I'll be, yeah, just to just to write down my thoughts or what I'm thinking or, you know, how could I, what's the secret to this? You know, you bet like notebook journal entry type thing. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Even when I'm hunting, sometimes I'll write down, you know, what I've seen. It's kind of neat. I watched those old, those old guy I used to film with and he'd keep it. He had a journal for like 30 years of every time he went hunting, what he shot or what he's seen. And it's kind of neat going back and looking at that. And it's, yeah, a, I've often thought I would, I wish I'd have done that then. And it's, it's hard to start in the middle sometimes. It's like, oh man, I really wish I'd have done that. Yeah. It's just like anything. Just like if you're trying to start a YouTube channel or anything, you just, the biggest thing starting, you just got to start. Don't be worried about what you got, you know, just go ahead and start and keep at it and you'll be appreciative in, in the future. Very nice. Yep. Very That's nice. It. So, so you right now you're looking at uh, doing some farming, doing the shooting. Anything else big on your horizon? Um, let's see. At the end of the month, I'm going to go film some more 
Impossible Shots with Shooting USA. So that'll be on the TV shows. I got a, I got a, um, there's a show coming back out, Trophy Quest and Pursuit Channel. And I'll have a weekly trick shot segment on that. And then in June, I'm debating on it, whether to go, but, uh, Trebek, Czechoslovakia got talent. I'm going to check for a few days and do that talent show. Nice. And, and, um, Yep. Um, that's what yeah. I got planned so far. And then, you know, weekly trick shots. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest thing. What, what, kind of, what kind of talents do you compete with in Czechoslovakia? I have no clue. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Like, uh, I've only done two talent shows so far. Uh, I kind of swore off talent shows until these guys picked me up. I already turned down America's Got Talent and Germany's Got Talent. But these people kind of, you know, gave me an offer. It's hard to refuse. And, yeah. uh, it's uh it's kind of funny you're you're every every situation you're at there it's kind of like a bar joke because like i'm sitting here around the pool with a with a foot archer a a uh a guy that could stick cans in his head a sword swaller and <laughs> it's yeah you're comparing apples to oranges but it's really neat it's a uh, huh. a lot of us kept in touch it's a uh, you know bmx cool. athletes and motorcycle riders and slingshot guys and it's all kinds of cool stuff monster truck drivers wow uh, very cool yeah it's it's pretty neat and then you know meeting meeting some of the celebrities like snoop dogg he's really cool he played game of cornhole with us and is a is it's really neat just being out there <laughs> it's kind of yeah. it's i'm not a fan of the hollywood things that's the only thing i really appreciate just meeting the people you know the, the whole yeah. hollywood stuff and i'm not really big into but did, did he uh was snoop asking for some shooting tips no, he's he's a he was a big fan of it. He gave me one of the highest scores. Burt Crasher, he's a comedian, and uh, he was big in archery. And I think he was a uh, he went he's been hunting before, and so was Cody Rhodes, who's Dusty Rhodes' son. He's a big bow hunter, also. Nice. It was really nice. Yeah, it's a yeah. it was really appreciative. They kind of understood what what kind of went in the shots. Yeah. Yeah, I look at some of those and I'm like, man, I don't know how you'd do that. So, yeah, if it wasn't for slow mo, it'd, it'd, it'd look like I faked it. <laughs> or, it'd it, be you know, it really does. Yeah. Yeah, because it does. You look at it and you're like, well, that was, uh, what just happened there? And then then you see the slow mo and you're like, man, that's, you know, you know what happened there and just what he said was going to happen. <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, so. it's, yeah, that's the biggest thing is getting on film correctly. And that's, that's some of the hardest stuff to get, like, sometimes it's like some shots i'll do over and over successfully and and as a uh, until i get the right shot that you know clearly shows what i'm doing like a, uh, I i did a shot that you know got pretty popular where i did a no like i shot an arrow in the air re-knocked one and then split it without looking and i didn't get it on film good till the eighth successful shot and then that's the one that you know i went with right so the, now, one of the hardest things is filming it when you're filming that, are you using, you know, cameras that the average guy could find at, at Best Buy, or are you using pro-grade stuff that, that you use for your, you know, like filming some of the outdoor shows? Yeah, so uh, most, uh, I'll use, I'll use a cell phone, usually with everything, I'll use at least one cell phone, and then I got, my uh, like, I'm, I'm usually running between at least two cameras up to five cameras at once 
just to make sure I get all kinds of angles and stuff on it. But most, some of it's cell phones, so anybody could do it with a cell phone. And then um, I try not to mess with GoPros because the batteries are awful on it and stuff like that. Um, and then I'll use some of the, my professional stuff and uh, most of the time with the, with the slow-mos and all that stuff. It's good. It's, okay. That's what I use for my like freelance and stuff. And, you know, I just, that's what I, yeah, that's why I just use the stuff I've been using for the hunting shows. Basically I try to, whenever I buy a camera, I look not just for hunting show quality for trick shot quality too. Cause there I, you go. Uh, I, I still do, uh, I, I don't do it as much, but I still do freelancing for other folks. Like, um, um, I, I do, I do filming for shooting USA. I do trophy quests a little bit. Um, I filmed T-bone before shot his biggest buck with a, uh, recurve. I think a year or two ago, I forgot. Isn't it? in texas um and then yeah i just seen y'all had nick Munt on there too he's a nice guy too um yeah yeah it was fun to talk to him yeah it's uh yeah so i'll just and then i filmed gridiron outdoors i forgot who else I filmed the wing shooting show at one point yeah some of the shows just come and go and then a lot yeah. of a lot of a lot of personal clients people that just want their hunt filmed you know i'll go to africa with them or whatever i'll do a lot of that too oh that's pretty exciting yeah, it's a it's pretty neat. Yeah, right when I first started, my dad was my dad hunted. I think he's been to been in Africa maybe twenty three times or something. I went with one of his. Right when I got into it, I went with one of his guys. Stayed in Zimbabwe for six months filming big game stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's really fun you, and it's a really you, neat. It's, you probably saw some amazing things being able to be there for that long. Yeah, it was uh it was really cool. It's uh, it, it's definitely a good way to uh, get my experience. Basically, I went down there and I kind of swapped him out. Like he wanted a promotional video to show at shows. And then from there I could take that and then I could film these guys and then I could charge the people for DVDs of their hunts too. So it kind of made a little bit of money on top of that. And then, and then it built up my experience too. So whenever I got back, you know, found a job working there, working in the, you know, film industry. And I, I really enjoy it. It made me, made me a better hunter just by watching other people hunt and seeing what they did right and did wrong. Um, just from turkey hunting alone. I mean, I grew exponentially, you know, just from filming from when I first started turkey hunting to now, I feel like I'm more successful now. And it's pretty, it's pretty neat just doing that. And I get to hunt. I don't really get to shoot a lot. I get to hunt a lot and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people it's, it's interesting when you talk to them, some of them, they like being behind the camera as much as they like be, being behind the boat. And then other folks, they, they just don't have the, I think the patience to, to let somebody else take that shot. Yeah. It's a, it's a different type of feeling. It's pretty, it's a, uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty cool when it happens and it's, it's pretty cool when you get it all on film at the same time and uh, yeah. get to share that moment with them for, you know, for a lifetime. You, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle, Jason. I love filming and I love getting to relive it. But then at the same time, like if a deer comes in and I don't, I can't get the camera on him. I'm like, well, I'm certainly still shooting this deer. I'm not letting him walk just because I can't get him on camera. Yeah. It's a tough def- discipline. It's definitely like a way I put it, a good way to ruin a hunt is bring a camera along. But <laughs> it's a, it's, it, it's definitely worth it when everything works out. Well, you've got these guys too, like, you know, who make a living off film. Um, 
Like Nick Munt. I mean, if a stinking 170 comes in, but they can't get it on camera, and he has a perfect shot, he's like, oh, we can't get it on camera, you know? And I'm like, dude, I would have already let that arrow fly. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> part of the deal. It's, a, it's yeah. tough. But at the same time, the outfitters won't like it if you get it off camera. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, I gave you this free hunt, but you can't even share it on the TV for advertising. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely – yeah, it's a – that's just a part of the game. It's most of the time it won't happen, but every now and then something like that, you know, one comes in after, after, you know, camera light, but now the cameras are getting so much better. Um, you, you could film all the way to shooting light, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely hard getting everything on film. And then especially filming new hunters, it's like, it's sometimes it's a nightmare because, you know, I'll be filming and then they'll be like, Oh, it's a buck. It's like, okay, I'll get the camera on them. And right when I get the camera on them, boom, <laughs> it's like, Oh man, I got three seconds of footage of them. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I was like, I gotta that would be me. Yep. I got to make a 21 minute show out of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, I, I learned some stuff going, doing, doing this for this long. It's, uh, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. That sounds like some neat experiences right there. Yeah, it's a lot of stories. It's it's pretty it's pretty neat looking back and all the places I went and hunted and you know filmed other people hunting. Good thing you know, good thing what I did what I did is I I didn't just film deer hunts. I got to go you know Africa. I got to go to Alaska, do bear and you know go do bird hunting shows and do ducks and quail and turkeys and bow fishing. Like go to Mexico, all kinds of stuff. And it's really it's really neat. And you, you couldn't see these places any other way. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that, that is exciting. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to hear more about that when we have another, another shot. But, uh, James, I, I sure, I like to watch your stuff. It's really entertaining and, and makes you think about maybe how I should be a better bow shot. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, w- I would challenge most of our members to go look at this and say, hey, can you do that? Um, and I, we've got some that probably can, and then we've got some that, that probably couldn't. But uh, I definitely encourage you to go check out James's, James Gene Trick Shots and uh, very entertaining, thought-provoking. And, and James, I just want to thank you for, for being on the show today. Really enjoyed having you on here and learning about your craft and and how you do it and uh, and one of these days maybe we can get you in person. We get you out to a Pope and Young convention. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to. I want to start doing that eventually a little bit down the road where I can start doing this full time. Well, Pope and I Young. I want to get more and more into the full time, like in the kind of in the show circuit, do conventions and stuff like that. I've been getting a lot of a lot of offers, but it haven't been haven't been enough to do it full time yet. Once I get a little bit more, then I might consider it. Okay. Open Young's got to be your first live show. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so, well, thanks for being with us, James. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Thank you.